Happy New Year. Happy Epiphany. Happy 2021. So why are we here this morning on this first Sunday of 2021? You could be at breakfast right now, at brunch, you could be sleeping in, you could be watching The Mandalorian, but you're here. We are here to worship. That's why we're here. I hope that you got a couple of nice things for Christmas. When my brother and I were growing up, our parents used to tease us the week before Christmas or before our birthday, and they would say, oh, oh, it's going to be Christmas? Oh, maybe we'll, your dad and I will have to go out to, maybe we'll go to CVS and get you some cough drops, or we'll get you some paper clips or rubber bands. I hope you got something better than paper clips or rubber bands for Christmas. Our Lord, he got some very strange things for Christmas. These three men showed up, at least three of them, and they brought him gold and frankincense and myrrh. And we might imagine, how would Mary and Joseph have responded to that? Not usual baby shower presents. Joseph, maybe he thought, gold? Okay, we can do something with this. This is useful, because now apparently, because Herod is chasing us, I'm going to have to move to Egypt for two or three years. I'm going to have to buy all new tools and open up a shop so I can sell this gold, and we can do something with that. Frankincense, it's a little strange, but... We are in a stable right now, and we've been here for maybe a week, and it smells awful. So the incense will be useful. Okay, we can do something with that. That's good. And that much, at least, they might have expected. Wasn't entirely a surprise, maybe, because Isaiah said in this reading that we heard this morning, your heart shall throb and overflow. The wealth of the sea will be poured out in front of you. Camels will come from all of these exotic places, bringing with them gold and frankincense. But what about myrrh? Joseph and Mary probably wouldn't have talked that way about the gold and the frankincense, because contemporary people were used to thinking about objects as just being useful. But ancient people saw object and saw the world around them as being invested with meaning, which is how the world really is. It's not for our use. It's meaningful because it's made by God. And the gold, you didn't give gold to somebody unless that person was a king. You didn't give frankincense to anybody, certainly not to a child in a stable, in a backwater town that nobody cared about in another country unless you thought you were in the presence of God. And those are valuable things. But what was myrrh for? You used myrrh when you were burying somebody. What those magi did, basically, was go to a baby shower, and for their present, they brought a gift card to a funeral home. You wouldn't invite them to your next baby shower. You would look underneath and say, is there a receipt on this? Maybe I can get my money back. Fulton Sheen said that Jesus, more than any other person who ever lived, 
was born so that he could die. We have in our sanctuary a really beautiful indication of this right now. We're used to having the manger scene that we have, uh, but Michael Golden also set up things this year so that we have this manger, the cradle, right underneath the cross. And this week after daily mass, somebody noticed this and said to Father Patterson and me, I've never really thought about it that way before, that the wood of the cradle and the wood of the cross are connected, that this little baby who was born grew up and became a man who was crucified. Great job, Michael. I'm going to ask uh, our friend who's controlling the slides just to go ahead two slides to this image here. Michael intuited as a great theological intuition because there's a real, there's a real reason behind this. In Eastern iconography, uh, the way that the nativity is depicted, and if you're watching online, you won't exactly be able to see this, so I'm just going to describe it. Uh, there's Mary in a cave with Jesus, and there are the ox around, and the other nativity figures. But Jesus, he's not really in a manger or a cradle. He's depicted as being in a tomb. Not to be morbid or strange, but because that's what Jesus really came for. He came to give himself entirely for us. You know, sometimes you hear people say, well, I don't really think Jesus was God. I think he was a nice teacher. He was a wise man. If he was just a wise man, none of these wise men would have showed up for him. They would have stayed home. They already knew wise men. They wouldn't have brought frankincense for a god if he were just a nice guy who knew more than your average person. If he was just a nice teacher, he wouldn't have done miracles. If he was just a nice teacher, no one would have thought to crucify him. And if he was just a nice teacher, no one would have done what no one expected. Jesus rose from the dead. That tomb didn't have the final word. So what are we here for? We're here to worship like the Magi did. Because the one we love is God. What is worship? The Catechism of the Catholic Church has a great explanation of it. it just says, simply, that to worship is to exalt God and to humble ourselves, like Mary did. To worship God is to proclaim the good things that God has done, and to love God just because of who God is. The way we worship is that we give ourselves, we empty ourselves completely, the way that God emptied himself for us. John Paul II said, Human beings will never fully find themselves until they make a sincere gift of themselves. So my invitation for you at the beginning of this new year is, in light of how much God has given for us, to consider how God is asking you to offer yourself. It might be by carving out for more time for prayer. It might be by particular good works, but it might also be not by adding things, but by clearing things away off of your schedule, taking things that you would like to do and having the discipline to say, I'm not going to do that. 
so that you have more room to be still with God, or that when you're in the presence of people you're with, you can be fully present to them instead of doing what we usually do, which is thinking about the next thing. The Eucharist, Jesus' body and blood, is where we learn who we really are. God is as present to us when we receive communion as he was to those magi and to shepherds and to Mary and to Joseph. We are here for the same reason they were there. We are here to worship.